0: Are you craving incredible song recitals? Are you interested in a behind-the-scenes view into professional songmaking at the highest levels of artistry? Are you looking to develop your own artistic and entrepreneurial skills as a classical musician in this ever-changing 21st century landscape? If you found yourself saying yes to any of those questions, look no further than Cincinnati Song Initiative's week-long program, The Fellowship of the Song. Taking place this year from May 19 through 26, The Fellowship brings together some of the country's brightest song performers and teachers for a week of classes, concerts, and study events. And we invite you to join us as an auditor, either in person in Cincinnati or online wherever you may be located. When you join the fellowship as an auditor, you gain instant access to the entire week's events and can go back and relive the magic through HD video recordings of each and every session. To learn more about this incredible new opportunity, visit cincinnatisonginitiative.org slash audit.
1: This is Song Cycle, the official podcast of Cincinnati Song Initiative, where we talk everything art song, its history, its creation, its performance, and its ability to tell stories that connect communities. Today, I have Sam Martin with me. Sam is the founding artistic director of Cincinnati Song Initiative and my boss. Sam is here to talk about the inception of CSI, the beauty of art song, of course, and the importance of community in the classical music world. And because it's Sam and me, it's not all serious, which I think we all need a little levity in 2021.
0: I'm so I'm so nervous for my first podcast, but also thrilled because I'm like in my jammies and it's not l- video. I'm in my
1: jammies too. We're
0: having a pajama meeting.
1: Always. <laughs> I mention it every time we have some very public <laughs> event, including to Ricky Ian Gordon. And with that, and Sam flipping me the bird. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to this is the very first episode, the inaugural episode of Song Cycle. Welcome. We're we um I'm not sure if I'm gonna cut this out or not yet, but we were talking briefly about turning this into an exclusively ASMR podcast. <laughs> um I think it's a great idea, Sam. Um we should talk about this further.
0: You go with God. Go with your gut.
1: Okay, I will. I play- and my gut—my gut is telling me to finish this bowl of potato leek soup before we talk about anything substantial.
0: I place the future of this podcast squarely, circularly, rhombusly in your hands.
1: I'm not even sure if I know what a rhombus is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh just eat,
0: you just eat your potato leek soup.
1: I will, and while I'm doing that, Sam. Here we are. I figured it would be appropriate to introduce our podcast uh, with us. Since we're here, who are you? What do you do? Just talk to me for like two minutes while I finish my soup about, <laughs> <laughs> about who you are and your connection to CSI.
0: So I guess... um I am for better or worse, the founding artistic director of the Cincinnati Song Initiative.
1: I would argue for worse.
0: Okay. Because, uh, <laughs> I don't and I don't have much of an argument against that, so. For worse, I am Sam Martin and I am the founding artistic director of the Cincinnati Song Initiative. This series project initiative nonprofit has been in existence since uh we're in our fifth season. Yeah, officially 2015. We had our first. We started our first season in the fall of 2016, and it's been a wild ride ever since then. I'm sure we'll get into a lot more nitty gritty about how it came to be, but um, yeah. I was uh, I was uh, finishing up my master's degree at CCM, the University of Cincinnati's uh, College Conservatory of Music, and woo. I, yeah, and I was super inspired and energized and um, motivated about the idea of creative art song programming. Um, so that was sort of the creative spark for CSI. And on top of that, to complement it, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very detail oriented person. And so I was very interested oh, you in. you
1: are? The- <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was yes. Laura, and, uh, Laura,
1: can you can you center my title on this just a little bit more, <laughs> referring to the video editing? Laura, Laura, <laughs> Laura. Um. So the font on this three second slide is different <laughs> than the font on this one.
0: What can would I you say? Just,
1: would you mind just making that our font? yeah but like seriously sam like i'm i'm poking fun but truly that is one of the things that makes you so great Is like you are detail-oriented and it's what's made kind of our our stuff work
0: well and so that i mean that is the other side of and i would argue the necessary other piece of the pie if you are an artist who wants to venture into starting your own organization um There are so many artists and creatives who have brilliant, fantastic, 500 times better ideas than what we've got here with CSI. And yet, if you don't have that, at least to an extent, a certain level of organization and discipline and an eye for how things uh, appear in the public-facing sphere to your audience... If you don't have any sort of knack for that, then if you're seeking to start an organization or a concert series or something, frankly, it won't really work out because you are mm-hmm. responsible for those down to earth, tangible, physical, administrative, and logistical aspects.
1: The legal stuff.
0: Right. The, yes, exactly. All, all that stuff that the is contracts. basically. Yeah, and, and biz, business oriented, right? Yeah. So I had an interest in building a website. I had an interest in learning about how to operate uh, ticket sales and put together a ticketing page. So my my sort of entrepreneurial side, I had that itch as well. And so yeah. between the, the programming ideas in my head and those other business um, interests that were bubbling up inside of me um, led to my interest in creating an organization out of it.
1: My mom loves the website, by the way.
0: <laughs> thank you.
1: She's like, it's very professional.
0: <laughs> well, thank God for Squarespace, right? Cause I can't, <laughs> I can't code, but I can make sure that things look decent.
1: Also, um, I'm going to contact Squarespace about sponsoring us. So. Listen,
0: our sponsorship roster is just going gangbusters.
1: Yeah. Woodford Squarespace.
0: That's a classy list.
1: I mean, I really do think that the sponsor list should represent the organization, so.
0: Classy? Okay, and we that... got to get different sponsors then. We're not classy. <laughs> We're far from classy. <laughs>
1: who, should, who should I call Ghostbusters? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But I don't know, Sam, I think you, you stepped on a goldmine here. And I think, like you said, a lot of people have great ideas. And you you see it with the people who come to you with concert ideas or recital ideas. But it's kind of unfunneled or unchanneled or they're not the kind of person to do the business or mm-hmm. the logistics or the the contracts or the running errands or the sending emails or the scheduling or any of that stuff. And you mm-hmm. managed for four-ish years, really, before, before I joined <clears throat> <laughs> and <saved> uh, us. <laughs> to do all that stuff yourself, which is awesome. Um, which actually brings me to unless you had something you wanted to,
0: well, just to sort of tack on to what you mentioned about other people coming to us with ideas, that raises another great point. Um, CSI is now at the point where we're in the position to be helping other artists uh, give artists a platform for their incredible programming ideas that they have themselves, and that has honestly
1: been... it's it saves us a bit too because it's like you know we spend. Yeah, We spent a lot of time planning for this season particularly, but I think we were, this was an anomaly because of, I mean, we were on the, on the, on the track towards it, but COVID really kind of put the nail in that for us. But, you know, it's, it gives people, we're, we just kind of sit back and we're like you came to us with a great idea. We'll put it out in the world for you, but like, this is your baby.
0: Right. Right. So we, we now are at this point where we pretty much have, about one slot a season where we simply present an incredible concert idea that is brought to us that we believe in and that we want to give voice to, and that has and I been think it's awesome well, it has been a singular joy to to be able to provide that platform to other artists um yeah. so for so for all those reasons c s i has just been so rewarding to work on and um meet fantastic artists fantastic composers and um a lot of great audience members through so i'm just yeah. so so grateful for what this has become
1: yeah well and sam i know i again one of these things that we mention every time we have a meeting it's like all of a sudden we went from like scrambling to figure out a season to casually just being copied on emails with people like Tom Chapullo, Lori Lateman and Ricky and Gordon. Like (laughs) I'll never forget the first time you just like tagged me in it or uh, copied me in an email with Tom Chapullo. And I was like, this is my life now.
0: (laughs) We were lucky. Tom, Tom, Tom was involved in our very first season. Tom was at our season finale of our very first, uh, season we uh andy garland andrew garland the incredible baritone sang with donna lowey um and uh they did his amazing beautiful moving cycle america 1968 and um we were lucky enough that he came out in person he also they set him up with a residency at ccm so it was a a sort of a nice week-long uh situation for him but we were lucky to have him Uh, at that season finale concert where we first met him so we've had a nice relationship with him and yeah Yeah. we've met so many great composers here in 2020 on the interwebs
1: yes and i truly like i know i mean when this comes out in a few weeks um the episode with ricky and gordon will have already aired but he mentioned um he's like i would do a commission with what was it kazoo and harmonica and i was like (laughs) ricky you better watch out. You're gonna get a letter from me that you're gonna frame next to your Joni Mitchell letter, <laughs> for my your first commission from me. So, and it's gonna be soprano kazoo and harmonica.
0: Oh my god, that sounds like I'm, some uh, that sounds like some George Crumshed or something.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's gonna know, be it's Ricky and Gordon,
0: and it's gonna be so <laughs> it's gonna be so cool and tune and tuneful from I'm Ricky.
1: Poignant. Yeah. You
0: know?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, my. I mean, I had known Ricky's music for a long time, but um, I was just so tickled that I had the opportunity to talk to him about like, and just like other Jonathan Dove, oh my gosh, truly like the highlight of my life. But like getting to talk to these people whose music I've sung and like, Mm -hmm. just get to know them as people and how they work and just Sam, that's like, even apart from like all of the things that you have done to get this organization off its feet and the reach it has with all of our, you know, audience members and our supporters. It's been such a gift Mm -hmm. for me. I got to stick with the CSI fam.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're strong but mighty and we have plans.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes, we do.
1: But no, it's just like, it's such a beautiful thing. And I feel like 2020, especially, and this is kind of one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about um, on our podcast episode today, especially, is 2020, I feel like has really kind of broken it down for us in terms of like what's really important and Mm -hmm. what what we value as you and I are both performers what we value as performers and like being able to perform and getting paid to perform Mm -hmm. getting work but also what we value as an organization you know the kind of programming that people need right now and the things that'll bring people together what really hones in on our mission and I just you know, I, I just remember when we first started talking about this season, I think it was probably, gosh, you were in Cincinnati and we went to the, we went to Baker's table in Covington.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Do you
1: remember? That's when we first started talking about all this stuff. Yep. I don't remember if that was before or after the 1130 PM phone call that I gave you after I got, got off of yeah, work and I was like, Sam,
0: That was an epic I had phone an idea. Call.
1: I yeah. think it was
0: probably before.
1: Was it? It must have been. I don't know. Time
0: time doesn't matter anymore. Time is meaningless.
1: It's true. So are pants. Um, (laughs) But but, no, but truly, like, I just remember we were like, okay, we're going into season five. Right. And then the pandemic slapped us in the booty. Right. And not in a way we liked.
0: Not in a way we liked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And somehow, we managed to just, I think, come up with something that is so representative of who we are and what this organization wants to be.
0: hmm And it evolved, right? Yeah. We started with, before the pandemic hit, all we had to work with and all we were thinking of was it's, we're going into season five. So it's an anniversary year. Um, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for our programming? And the- idea we were floating and uh fleshing out before the pandemic hit was sort of a return to our roots um themed season and not any particular route but to explore many different cultural roots in the form of folk oriented yeah. song. Well right? we still
1: had a couple of flagship series that we were Mm -hmm. wrapping up one that we were talking about starting right and we looked at all of that and we were like how can we incorporate Mm -hmm. this and that's kind of where this idea of like bringing it home right to the roots kind of came to be
0: right and then I guess we we sort of we what we ended up with here in the 2020 2021 fifth anniversary season evolved a little bit once the pandemic hit. I don't know if it was because of the pandemic or, you know, just with time the idea fleshed out even more. We're not exclusively performing folk music, but we have emerged with this sort of main stage series that we call A World of Song and each concert is focusing on a different region of the world. So the entire world is our palette for this series as opposed to a Spanish series or a German series, right? So yeah. we we've we've got the entire world at our fingertips for this series and we're organizing each concert um uh heading to different geograph ge- geographical areas of the world and uncovering art songs that are often neglected much less performed than generally
1: underrepresented
0: right generally underrepresented and that probably stemmed from all the social unrest that we went through as a country and are
1: still going through
0: 100 percent, and so this yeah. is csi's sort of reaction to all that and our contribution um to uncover really neglected art song um from all corners of the world and the season started with of course an incredible showing oh my of gosh. black uh black art song black composers and not just Americans either um so just beautiful awesome. beautiful so yeah it's it's been qu- quite a journey as we've uncovered um this fifth anniversary season and its programming and i would say uncovered in terms of th- th- this theming really revealed itself to us over time yeah
1: it became very i just i remember we kept we kept talking about it Uh uh-huh like we just this it was this you know during the pandemic and stuff that we actually started kind of doing our weekly meetings and like Mm -hmm. really figuring out what programming was going to look like and what the organization was going to look like and i think part of that was aided by the pandemic Mm -hmm. and the need to kind of Refocus our energies because we couldn't do in-person concerts. But it's really, it's really amazing, actually, because I can't think of like one specific pinpoint of a moment where we were like, "This is it." Right. It was more just like it kind of started and molded really organically into what we have now. And I think, you know, not to toot our own horn or anything like that, because it really is the work of the artist. But I think this is a season that we all can be very, very proud of.
0: 100%. And in the context of this pandemic, first and foremost, we can be proud and um, proud to stand by our artists Mm -hmm. um, for simply bringing something to the table when so many organizations um, through no fault of their own are effectively in disarray or are not projecting an organized, unified um, message or tactic for how to navigate through this time. We really, really spent the summer, the height of the pandemic um, figuring out what we wanted the organization to look like and how we wanted to engage the artists of CSI throughout the 2020, 21 season which we decided pretty early on would be exclusively digital right
1: yeah we didn't make that announcement right away but i think both of us kind of knew in the back of our minds as we were planning it we were like this is right right be all online (laughs) we
0: we knew it and we're planning for it well before it was announced and then it came i think we
1: planned for it a lot long before a lot of other organizations were right, for it. and
0: it was even if even as other organizations were coming out initially and saying, Well, just the fall is going to be in person, uh, mm-hmm. uh, remote, and then we'll go back to in person. Of course, they had to walk all that back, and you know, now everybody's pretty much exclusively online for this entire season. And we yeah. basically just pulled the plug on that, and we made that decision up front to say the whole season was going to be online hedging our bets that that's what it would need to be and not attempting to promise some return to in-person concerts before you know next season which we didn't think was looking likely so we just took that strategy and i don't know that you know it's necessarily was better than what other organizations have done it's just what we decided and um you know
1: it's worked
0: well yeah and you know, we, we we like a clean break and we had something unified and clear to present to people in August we, or whenever, you know, we
1: certainly got a memorable fifth season out of it. <laughs> <laughs> in, <laughs> indeed.
0: And we're still in the throngs of it. And gosh, I am so grateful and thankful for the incredible artists and musicians who oh are gosh. bringing this repertoire to life, despite everything going on, you know, yeah. so
1: they really they've really pulled through for us and i'm so grateful um sam it makes me want to ask you now kind of as we're talking about you know the evolution of season five and this is something that i know has been on a lot of people's minds um as we've gone through the pandemic is like you know what's our responsibility to the arts as we you know come Mm -hmm. into digital programming and um i mean there's always a lack of funding but a serious lack of funding both because of the economic downfall um, due to COVID, people are not donating to arts organizations as much as they are to pandemic relief, food, shel- f- food pantries, homeless shelters, um, hospitals, uh, political organizations and campaigns and stuff like that. So what is our responsibility, and this might be more of a discussion rather than a question, but what is our responsibility to our little niche of music classical mm-hmm. music as an art song organization what is our responsibility to maintain and or evolve
0: mm-hmm.
1: our art form during mm-hmm. this time and keep it alive
0: our mission with art song as a promoter and innovator of the genre is to keep our eye on the prize and that is to present and promote and innovate the genre as best we can within A season's time. And that is. Has always been our mission. And that mission has not changed. And the the circumstances. And the vehicle. Through which we. Pursue that mission this season. In the digital realm. Is secondary. To the mission itself. To promote, innovate. And celebrate art song. So what do I mean by that? Well. Primarily, one of our major projects this year to promote and innovate the genre is we are commissioning 10 composers of color as our season finale. We are commissioning a single song um, each from 10 Black composers, and we are producing that in a concert. That That could have happened and that would have happened and that should happen whether our season is presented digitally in person. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, absolutely. So, we are still vehemently and passionately chasing the organization's mission. All the while, here's what is interesting about this, you know, this season happening through this pandemic. We are experimenting with how to deliver our product. Uh, because we are relegated to this digital realm. And so that is what is presenting some interesting challenges and also some really, really, really exciting possibilities for the future of our genre and for classical music in general, which, of course, our industry has been so egregiously um, uh, uh, derelict in catching up to the capabilities of technology right behind the times our our industry and the classical genre for very many reasons um many of which are legitimate but we end up with this uh result of being rooted in steeped and rooted in conservatism tradition it 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 takes certain vanguards in our industry to make sure that we're innovating within that structure Yeah. So that's a long-winded way of saying our mission has not changed. Um, We've had the opportunity to sort of refocus on our mission. And what is uh, the variable this season is the creative ways to overcome the challenge of delivering and executing and fulfilling our mission. So I, I don't have the answers, but we are, almost halfway through this all digital season, I'd say it's going very well so far. Um, Luckily we have tech savvy artists who are, you know, we have artists spread out throughout the country that we've engaged who obviously are not coming to Cincinnati to perform. They are um, recording their selections and sending everything to us. And, and we on our end are editing and putting together the final products and releasing those. Um, So you know, it's it's a great big experiment, but gosh, I think this experiment needs to be had. And and if there's a silver lining from this pandemic, it's that it's forced this experiment to begin in the classical music industry. Uh, yeah. Because we were so we've just been so comfortable in how in the way things were, and yeah. time to shake things up. So, I don't know. Oh, I'm getting riled up. <laughs> Good. <laughs>
1: Good. That was my goal. (laughs) I have succeeded. (laughs) No, but you're, you're absolutely right. And I don't know, like I have so many things that I want to say in response, Mm -hmm. but it's just like you, it's, it would just be reiterating everything that you've talked about. And I think, and it, it just brings to mind all of the conversations we've had with, you know, the composers during composers and cocktails, um, in conversations I've had with other artists and folks that I've been, you know, interviewing on um, other recordings for the podcast. And it's just, everyone has their part to play, but we all recognize that this was a huge time for the arts and oh, my squeaky chair. How nice. <laughs> um, this is a huge time for the arts in that it really, it kind of forced a reckoning where it's like, I kind of feel like it's that parrots of the Caribbean thing where it's like, what happened to so-and-so they were left behind. Right. And it just means that, you know, they kind of. Right. And um, this is something you and I talked about, I know fairly extensively, but the fact that, you know, we've not just survived, but thrived pretty substantially throughout all of this. And, um, I think it's to our benefit that we were such a small organization and really had the flexibility to pivot. We didn't have any overhead that we needed to mm-hmm. deal with as we kind of moved forward in all of this. And right. um, we were able to just kind of turn on a dime and say, OK, well, um, I guess we're doing this now. And what's nice, like you said, is we've always had our mission as sort of our our North Star. Yeah. Our, you know, we are the the two wise men. I don't know what happened to the third. The third, the third, the third got left behind. <laughs> uh, you know, following the star to our our dream laying in a manger, I guess. Uh, you of, must be... of being a real of being a real art song organization. <laughs> we, we
0: we must tell the people we are I guess we're recording this episode around Christmas time.
1: <laughs> yes. It is uh yes. We're very near we are in the midst of the of the holiday season so um i also am just really in the spirit because uh santa drove by earlier today on the fire truck and it just really wow in the holiday spirit yeah santa's
0: out on the fire truck eh yeah
1: so it's a thing in the neighborhood where i live where every year they bring santa out he comes all the way down from the north pole just to visit this neighborhood and uh, he rides on a fire truck with lots of fire with lots of um Twinkle lights and stuff, and they play all sorts of Christmas songs. It's usually all I want for Christmas is you. Um, I, I
0: hope he was throwing out but, N95s and uh, vaccines to everybody.
1: Uh you know I wish, yeah. but he the the most he was thrown out this year was holiday cheer. But
0: that's the, hey, that's 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 more than that's that's all we can ask for right now, huh?
1: Yeah, I just needed some Santa. I definitely felt like Buddy the Elf. I was like, it's Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm i'm not a young person anymore
0: <laughs> Listen, any anything like that is going to get us all excited these days
1: oh ain't that the truth um so sam i have hopefully a short question for you and this is this is um a very important question like one is just short but my one
0: word short or like you want a sentence or like what's the what's the problem?
1: i'll let you i'll let you decide okay. so my question is what is an art song?
0: Oh my goodness, that is a that is a very loaded question. Um well, okay, before I before I really answer that, I definitely want to like I want to preamble um my answer to that question and, and I want to talk about something that we sort of just talked about with Ricky Ian Gordon the other the other night and he brought up a really good point about um how he thinks the term art song can have negative connotations or any um, inaccessible connotations. Like, Duffy. Yes, yeah, stuffy. Ricky last night called it, made it sound like an arid, dried up genre. And-
1: A raisin. Yeah.
0: And I understand what they mean by that. If we can agree that we want to share what we know as the genre of art song with as many people as possible, then I'm all for, you know, calling it something else because I don't know, for some reason, the word art automatically creates a connotation of hierarchy and, um, superiority.
1: Well, I think when people think about like art film mm-hmm. or art house movies or something, like they immediately think it's something inaccessible or something right. strange or esoteric or, right. Um, It's going to make you think a lot or you have to contemplate or be very serious when you participate or or consume that type of art.
0: So I will get to what my definition of an art song is, but I want to, you know, kind of put a point on this uh, in the sense that at, at CSI, it has always been our goal to bring as many people into the fold and to expose them to what we know as art song. Because, you know, Nine times out of ten, anybody that walks in off the street to one of our concerts who has no idea what an art song is, they leave wanting to come back for more. So it's just a matter from my perspective and from that vantage point of getting people into the room and having them sit through an hour-long concert and then they're hooked. So if we're, if, yeah. so if it's a if it's a matter of basically that means you're talking about a, a marketing issue, right? If we're just saying, yep. everybody come to this concert where it will be an hour of art song, people are like, What the hell is art song? That sounds really hoity toity. I have, uh, a-
1: if there's wine, I'll go <laughs> right.
0: Like, right. So, it has always been the goal of CSI to present-
1: lure the millennials with charcuterie, charcuterie <laughs> yes, and, <laughs>
0: and to um present the highest quality song that we can because we at CSI are passionate about art song and we are sort of in the eye of the storm in terms of having studied this and we're like in it, you know, to win. But we want to share it with as many people as possible. And so what I've always said with CSI is that it is our goal to present the highest quality art song performances possible, but package it, package the experience in a way that makes it engaging and relevant and exciting to young people, to people who are coming in off the street, to people who have absolutely no previous, previous experience with anything in classical music, all of the above. Anybody that hasn't studied song or opera, we want to be able to lure them in off the street and have them experience this incredible genre with us. So my definition of an art song is basically, most often poetry, but can be prose, very often is prose, but, you know, historically and traditionally poetry. Um, I used to say set in the classical style. Oh, but, well, and Right. That, Gut reaction. That has evolved for me. And I think it's evolving for a lot of composers. And I think that we are experiencing more and more genre crossover in composition yeah. of song. Um, we're starting to see a yeah. lot of reach across the aisle into, uh, theater styles, pop styles. So I- I'm all for expanding and generalizing the definition of an art song because the ultimate goal is to share this genre with as many people as possible. So, can so I, much.
1: Can I tag? Team well, yeah, you I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Time.
0: So much for that being <laughs> a short answer.
1: No, no. I said it was a short question. Oh, okay, good. It didn't need to be a short answer. Um. <laughs> No, no, your answer was perfect. And one of the things that I've realized and I think we as an organization have done a pretty decent job at this is art song. Because the thing, and this is what I talked to Ricky about yesterday is I was just like, okay, you say that you have written all these art songs, art songs, songs, pieces mm-hmm. um, that can be sung, in the context of a recital but are not opera but they are orchestrated what's the difference and he he said a few things that really just kind of help solidify my view and this is why this is the point of the whole thing is that i think art song yes is text but even more than that it is an invitation Mm. to an experience Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like when you, when you go see theater, whether it's a play or an opera or even a ballet or a symphony, is it's a collaboration across, right? It's a collaboration between people looking at each other essentially on a stage of some mm-hmm. sort. The thing that makes art songs so special is you have someone facing you there's no one else, right? It is an invitation into the world as opposed to a performance of the world. world. And it's something, it's, it's so funny. I just made this connection at this exact moment, but it's something that like, it stopped being a performance or a performative gesture or something that people could sort of view from afar and, you know, be see the world mm-hmm like a very real world is in front of them on stage, but it was not an invitation mm-hmm. into that world. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, I have really in the past handful of months figured out for myself, that is the true difference between art song and opera. Cause you can have these huge grandiose uh, Strauss songs that are orchestrated and they're so lush and they're so beautiful. Right. But what distinguishes that from the, the grandiose, lush, beautiful Strauss mm-hmm. operas is that you are invited into the world by the singer. Oh. I think it's such an p- incredibly powerful experience. And that's something that we can do so much more to impress on people that it's like we're not performing right. for you we are inviting you into this experience with
0: us well wow, you you said it so beautifully and and what is what is it that separates and creates that experience uh, for listeners with art song versus theater music like opera or musical theater it's poetry right theater music is depicting yeah. an objective set in stone story and of course the actors and the the performers of theater music have a character that is open to interpretation in terms of backstory and subtext and all this stuff. But when you're talking yeah. about poetry in art song, when when a when a singer is interpreting poetry, the possibilities go from single digits to infinite interpretations.
1: Yeah.
0: Truly creating a unique experience for each and every audience member engaging. Yeah. So you said it so beautifully. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's the open endedness of the texts that make an art. Our-
1: well, it's like, again, I mean, it's because we talked to Ricky so recently, but it was like that conversation where he was talking about Langston right. Hughes. And it's like, you know, you have this incredible poet who, said so much it's so few hmm. words and every person who comes to langston hughes comes away with something hmm. different and i mean it's not like you know someone reads two people read the same poem and then one comes away with like i think he was talking about a giraffe and the other one is like i think he was talking about <laughs> potato leek soup i don't know like it's not like that but it's like people can can invest their own personal experience into those words as opposed to that story being told to them and they're like oh yeah like i've been through that before but it's like no 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 this is speaking to my actual right. experience right
0: right 100% beautifully said
1: and that's so neat beautifully
0: said so, uh, yeah, everybody, uh, come, come, come <laughs> see a CSI concert live in Cincinnati or, uh, subscribe to us on CSI digital and you can be in on this fun.
1: <laughs> Honestly, though, like, and that's why that's one of the reasons why I love art songs so much. Oh, I think is cause it's just, it's just so satisfying. Laura, <laughs> I,
0: I think, I think a majority of singers you know objectively prefer art song you know opera pays the bills and so many people are passionate about opera and the art form of Beautiful. well so do we we. We, We, you know we we both love opera (laughs) but art song you know opens up all these possibilities and so while it doesn't really pay anybody's bills um and that's the we love art song
1: we just we do (laughs) and uh maybe maybe 20 years from now, we can start like a school partner program where we're like, no, you don't have to do a set from each language. Yep. We'll encourage creative yep. programming.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. 100%. And it's like, no, you don't have to do three songs from the 24 <laughs> Italian songs and arias, even though they are incredible and get such a bad rap. You know, you don't have to do three WC songs. You don't have to do three Schubert songs. You don't have to do three Aaron Copeland songs. <laughs> <laughs> And I, yes, I am describing at least two recitals that I gave during my undergrad. (laughs) So, but yeah, I mean, and I mean, to be fair, you and I have been like truly hashtag blessed to have so many amazing people in our lives that have encouraged that love. And like, I mean, it's just like a love for anything else, right? Like we have had mentors who have said, hey, we think you have a proclivity for this Mm -hmm. thing. And you're like, I do. And they're like, let me help you. Like for me, you know, it was, it was people like JJ Penna and Margo Garrett and um, you know, people like that at Juilliard. And then, um, you know, Barbara Barbara loved art song and um, you know, just uh, even Gwen and KG and Donna Mm. and Kathy Kelly and all my, you know, all our folks at CCM. And we've just been so lucky to have, such an incredible community of people who are like yeah, we love this too fly and
0: <laughs> i don't take that for granted because i think it's especially at ccm it is uniquely concentrated hub of passion and support uh for the genre of art song based on the current faculty that are there and who we are around there and who i was around there for my master's and who you are now around there for your doctorate. And, um, that that's not to be taken for granted because, you know, an area in which a person lives and, you know, if we're talking about support for art song, you know, the support for art song in an area is only as strong as the people in that area. Right. And so right now in this given moment in time, there is an incredible level of support for art song in Cincinnati. And, To circle back to starting CSI, I I tell a story to so many people who asked me about starting CSI. I was so floored that an organization like this didn't already exist in Cincinnati, which is a place where there is such support in in the academic settings for art song. I was so surprised that, you know. My, my idea, well, my so idea much... wasn't groundbreaking and brilliant. Like there's no reason why any other singer or collaborative pianist graduating from CCM uh, or any other school in the Cincinnati area couldn't have started their own art song organization. So I don't know. I just took the opportunity and ran with it. Um, but the support for the genre is incredible in the area. So, and there's fantastic singers yeah. and pianists because of it. So we, yeah. it had all the ingredients right there on the counter. And uh, you know, we just cracked some eggs and threw them all into the bowl, and we're still whisking. We're still whisking. We are whisking away. We are. We have yet to see what will come out of the oven. Did we just turn this into a British baking show metaphor? Great British baking show. Look out! We've almost taken up the people's um, an okay. hour an hour of the people's time, eh? I
1: mean, we can take up. More Y'all, time. make sure you
0: subscribe and leave a fantastic review.
1: Yeah, absolutely, um, because we, Sam, I'm going to have to bring you in as, like, a co-host in some of my other podcast episodes, because we, you are, we are better together. I humbly part. accept your,
0: <laughs> I humbly accept your invitation. <laughs> you had the brilliant idea to start this podcast, as we've been sort of reimagining the second half of our digital season, and, you know, what, what.
1: Well, and I think part of that was because I think a lot of people are getting sure, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. And I I floated the idea to you because I was like, sometimes you just need something that you can listen to, like in the car or, I mean, in theory, take the podcast to the gym or on a walk. Or, you know, you don't have to be just like glued to a screen.
0: And you came up with the brilliant idea to call this podcast Song Cycle. And why do you want to call this podcast Song Cycle, Laura?
1: Because... For me, I really wanted it to represent the entire kind of life Mm -hmm. cycle of song, the whole cycle, as it were, that song goes through. And I know and one of the reasons I wanted it to be so broad is we have so, so much other programming that is specific to certain types of people or certain groups of people who contribute to art song. We have composers and cocktails. We have the coffee convos, like roundtable discussions, which focus a lot on education and logistical things. But I mean, I guess this is sort of interview style, but we needed something where we could just invite in Mm -hmm. anyone and everyone, whether they are actively doing art song or have are, you know, an instrumentalist in a chamber group. And they did Knoxville summer of 1915 or something at one point, and they were completely transformed. Like, I think it's so important to just, talk to people who have experienced this in some way, shape or form or participated in it or contributed to it, and who have the ability to speak about it from their own experience and to shed a much broader spotlight on this genre that you and I clearly hold Mm -hmm. so dear. And it's not that composers don't have anything to say. That's not true at all, as we've learned over the last what? Yeah seven months or so that we've been doing composers and cocktails. They have so much to say, but they're just one piece of the puzzle. You know, we have, we have so many amazing singers out there. We have amazing pianists like you and, you know, instrumentalists and people who like, I really want to just get like some people who are like, I went to a CSI concert once. Here's my experience of art song. Or, you know, people who have donated to us to just be like, yeah, you know, I donated because... I like Sam a lot. I think he's a nice guy or I don't know. It's just, I think we, we really need to look at the, the lifeblood mm-hmm. of song more than just kind of it's. Well, I think components. you've created
0: a great platform here with this podcast to sort of crack that nut. Um, and you really are planning on a- expanding the possibilities in terms of the guests that you're going to have on this pod.
1: It can be, Literally, yeah. be like truly, if you are listening to this first episode and you want to be on the podcast, shoot me an email, laura at org, And let me know if you have an episode idea and you're like, I think this would be really neat to talk about. Shoot me an email. Right. Let's I mean, we're happen. all
0: in this together. We are here to take song, like we said, like I hinted at before, we're here to take song off the pedestal. And that does not mean cheapen it in any way. It is irreplaceably precious and it is an incredibly subtle and moving art form, but we do want to expose so many more people to it and bring it, bring so many more people into the fold. And um, that involves just talking with more people about it and, and telling them about it and ideally getting them to a concert. So oh, we're all just yeah. we're we're just trying to expand the family here.
1: Well, and it's like you know we kind of touched on it. I didn't ask you about it specifically, but um, this idea of mm-hmm. the community, right? And we're we are using this as an avenue to to connect with our community and connect our community kind right. of amongst itself. And um, I think we have an opportunity through a lot of this digital programming to. You know we we are a local organization we're based in Cincinnati but we have an opportunity and I think almost a responsibility to expand that you know nationally and globally which we we've, we've started which is awesome but we have so many folks who love art song but just don't have a community mm-hmm. to be a part of and I think we have an opportunity here to invite them invite them in so anyway I, I it's funny I've left a portion of uh the script open for audience questions and comments. <laughs> and we haven't actually gone live in any episodes yet. Um, so so I just wanted to open it up to you, Sam, if there's anything else that you wanted to, to talk about in terms of you know, CSI, art song in general, what you're excited about for this podcast, or just generally why I am a joy and a pleasure to work with apart from our agenda <laughs> meetings. Anything you want to talk about that makes us seem more appealing to the general public and that we're real people and that we're really breaking this down from the the dry, arid, shriveled up raisin <laughs> that is associated with the... Fr-
0: I have I have spoken far too much for my own taste. I know I'm going to, you know, cringe listening.
1: Don't worry, I'll, I'll, thank I'll you. edit we, all it'll of just, you out. It'll just be a podcast but I, with I, me. I,
0: I, I can't thank you enough, Laura, for all your incredible work and you know this podcast is going to be absolutely awesome folks i know that you're going to want to subscribe and stay uh you know tuned into this cuz laura has some absolutely insanely ridiculously awesome hot guests lined up scalding hot
1: i wish i had a podcast producer and then i could be like could you insert like a sizzling Someday, sound laura. here but the the podcast producer
0: <laughs> is me season 2 <laughs> now
1: that's it thanks for that's listening it.
0: everybody um, I, I you know check us out
1: yeah so sam how can how people can people
0: connect with us very easily our website cincinnatisonginitiative.org we are on facebook we are on instagram
1: what's our uh, handle our on instagram
0: instagram handle is at cincy c-i-n-c-y song s-o-n-g come follow us at cincy at song cincy come join song. the conversation
1: We're not on Twitter or Snapchat or TikTok yet.
0: Stay tuned though. There may be developments on that front. Anyway, Mm -hmm. yes, check us out. We are always here to chat and um, we have an incredible season that is ongoing that you can check out uh, immediately and on demand through our new streaming platform, CSI Digital. So I encourage you to check that out as well, available to you through our website. Um, So thank you.
1: To be clear, you will not get episodes of crime scenes investigations. To on be there. clear,
0: crime scene investigators <laughs> is not us.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Um, and then Sam, the last thing that I need from you before we officially say sayonara is a pithy piece of advice. The one that I've come up with is: um, save a pianist. Don't staple your music um so what what is yours it doesn't have to be music related um it can also be something like don't touch your eyeballs after (laughs) chopping jalapenos um (laughs) or wash your hands for 20 seconds that's that's so early 2020 (laughs) um or like i don't know any any It doesn't have to be music-related. It doesn't even have to be serious, but just a piece of advice that we can leave the good listeners with.
0: Oh, no. Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind as a pianist (laughs) Yes, wear sunscreen. I can (laughs) make sure you wear your sunscreen, kids. And um, don't forget to floss.
1: (laughs) That's it. Don't forget to floss. Good dental hygiene. Well, Sam, we were talking about the dentist earlier today, weren't we? So all it all hard. comes full circle. All right, y'all. This is us uh, uh, signing off on the first official podcast episode of Song Cycle. Uh, we will uh, catch up next time. We promise to get our shit around.
0: together at some point in the future. Oh, okay. No, we, no, no we promises, don't. folks. Don't say
1: that, Sam. Don't um, make.